0: Hey there, this is Dr. Tim Stafford and this is the Virtual Instructor a podcast about things that have to do with educational technology, virtual instruction, um, instructional design for online learning. We try to cover everything that there is to be covered about uh, virtual education and those that are part of it, whether they're in K-12, higher ed, uh, in industry, uh, we, uh, we try to really you know, pinpoint things that can uh, be valuable to all of you, and sometimes that's hard. You know, sometimes we do things that maybe are a little bit more K twelve or maybe a little bit more higher ed focused or maybe a little bit more industry focused. But uh, today's episode uh, is going to be I'm going to be talking about something that I think really applies to everybody, and it really was uh, David Thornburg's um, ideas about the impact of the web technology in particular to the educational space. And uh, I think that no matter what kind of education you're in, whether you're in learning development and in industry, or whether you're um, an instructional designer of some sort, or whether you're in higher ed or K-12, I think that uh, what we're going to talk about today is really important. And uh, I'm, I'm really glad to uh, uh, be able to present it to you. Some of my favorite uh, stuff uh, that uh, I that I constantly refer to and uh, it, it's all based in uh, in a couple of things that I think are really going to be important. So, thanks a lot for joining us today. Uh, my name is Dr. Tim Stafford. If you're a first time listener to the program, and then um, I am the uh, um, I'm the program director for the Master's of Science Program in Instructional Design and Technology at St. Thomas University, and I am a uh, consultant, educational consultant that works with a lot of different uh, schools, institutions, corporations. Uh, in uh, trying to understand their educational move to the web and how to design uh, instruction learning development uh, that can be web based so um, this is really kind of the world that I live in all the time and i i really uh, I really love it and uh, I really try to do things that are valuable so that you too can be successful in all the things that you 're doing um, David Thornberg wrote a book. Uh, Called Campfires in Cyberspace. If you haven't, if you've never read it, it, it was—I believe it was published in 1999, and uh, or 1996. I'm sorry, it's 1996, and uh, it is available on Amazon. I, I bought my copy on Amazon. Um, sometimes it's hard to find this book because it's—I don't think it's in pub, i don't think it's being published anymore. So you might have to buy it from somebody who maybe had it and is trying to sell it. But it's well worth having an actual paper copy of it he has another book as well about 21st century uh, digital education spaces i and i've actually ordered that book uh i think it was it's a fairly recent book i just discovered it myself and it's funny how you can follow somebody for so long and uh, not even realize that um, they're writing other things and you know these these men and women who write like this are just so prolific and so I'll be doing another show on that sometime soon as soon as I get the book and read it but this particular book's called campfires in cyberspace it I was introduced to it um, you know fairly recently and uh, from somebody and it quickly became one of my most favorite books in fact uh, when it comes to the ideas of educational technology I don't think there's from a from a From a theory standpoint, from a human theoretical standpoint i don 't know that there's a better book um, because it 's not really so much about educational technology and all the integrative you know things that we we try to do it 's really more about humans and how that what their needs are um, you know what their needs are in a digital space and so um, so dr. Thornberg um, really took. He, his book is based on this idea of, of what's called the Tetrad, uh, T-E-T-R-A-D, the Tetrad. And um, the Tetrad really was first introduced by uh, a scholar named Marshall McLuhan, who in his later years developed a technique for exploring the effect of technology on society in general. And so his technique was based on the idea that every artifact, whether it's physical or conceptual, um, if it's if it's... If it's having an effect as far as technology, if it's a technological artifact, it really does four things. And here are the four things that Marshall McLuhan um, came up with uh, or, or part of his framework. Number one, he said that every kind of artifact, whether it's physical or conceptual creates something new through the enlargement through enlargement or enhancement. There's something about this that really rings true in technology because uh, Jim Collins, back in his book, uh, Good to Great, and also in his book, Built to Last, when he looked at why certain businesses did well and cert- certain businesses didn't, they, he realized that one of those factors was the fact that technology w- was viewed as something that would either enhance or enlarge what they're already doing well. And also, it will, it, so it would be kind of enhance what they already do well and enlarge what they actually are doing poorly. And so I'm not suggesting that McLuhan is on this same page. I'm just saying that they're, they they complement each other because Collins was really clear about the fact that, you know, this that the effects of technology for these businesses that, fa- that that succeeded was that they used them in the right way. They understood that um, technology could, in fact, enhance the things that they were doing well. Or it could enlarge something an area of problem I think with McLuhan though he's really saying it could enlarge something that that maybe was small to begin with maybe it was a it was a a good piece of something that we're already doing but through technology we could even make it more significant so that's the first thing so he said that the the that the tetrad which which is these these four things um, that when he was exploring the effect of technology, he said that it creates something new through enlargement or enhancement. The second thing he says is that it obsoletes something used prior to the new technology. So for every gain, there's some inevitable inevitable loss. And so what has become obsolete? Uh, Probably the most important, one of the things I can think of right off the top of my head is the fact that now cell phones, with the advent of smartphones, um, pagers, became obsolete. Now there may be still situations uh, that I'm not aware of that a pager is still really an important piece of technological equipment, but for most of us the days of the pager are over because we don't need the pager anymore. We now have the smartphone. And so it it created it, it created an obsolescence that is important. That's the second thing. The third thing is that it retrieves or rekindles something from the past. It retrieves or rekindles something from the past. Now that's an interesting thing when you think about technology um, because what is it bringing back that's so important? I, I think what's really interesting is when you look at some worlds that maybe aren't education, like the world of fashion, right? We see it all the time. All of a sudden, bell bottoms are back or Certain kinds of uh, certain kinds of clothes are now popular again. Or stripes are popular again. Now plaid's are popular again, and so what technology kind of forces that to happen? Because when technology does something, it retrieves, it rekindles something. It maybe brings something. You know, we used to do this back in the old days, and this is kind of the same thing. Uh, when I first logged on to noodlebib uh, i don 't know if um, if you guys if if folks that are listening to this do this, but you know when I was in grad school, I had to have a way to keep all my digital references together and there 's a lot of really good things out there, but back in those days, we had this thing called noodlebib and uh, when I opened it up i remember, and I started kind of working through how to keep my references in one place, how to organize them. I noticed that they had this additional thing this additional um, you know, like platform that allowed you to do note cards. Now, if you are like me, as soon as I say note cards and research, instantly we go back to fourth grade. Some of you maybe maybe third grade. Some of you may be fifth grade. Some of you may be high school. I don't know. But you instantly go back to having all of those note cards that you used to write on, write the reference on one side and then an idea on the other. And then you'd have them all out on your kitchen table. And that's kind of how we used to do that. Well, this program rekindled that. It actually allowed me to do it. And you know what? I, I have to admit to you, to do my annotated bibliographies that I had to do in grad school, I used to use that all the time. I used to use it to put a note on one side, the reference on the other. I used to be able to arrange them on my electronic desktop it rekindled an old idea that I had almost completely forgotten to use because I just, you know, we just didn't do it. And so nowadays when I'm doing a, so if you bring that forward nowadays with, with a platform like stickies.io or some sort of, you know, sticky note kind of thing, if I'm doing, if I'm storyboarding something out or, or same thing, you know, you could be using a PowerPoint for storyboards, but I'm just saying if I'm trying to raw put together learning objectives or I'm trying to do hierarchical task uh, task analysis or something like that I just get out the old sticky board like I used to do with the sticky notes and I go to stickies.io and I just I just start putting stuff into groups and making putting things together it works really well it always worked well but I don't have to worry about having stickies at my desk all the time it rekindled something for me and so and that's all connected because antenna bibliographies note cards sticky notes it all is basically the same framework within the idea of research and planning, especially educational planning. But I'm just using a technological thing to, once again, enhance that, to enlarge, to bring something to, but it, but it makes obsolete the, the actual sticky notes for me. Now, some of you might go, well, I still use sticky notes and that's okay. I mean, I'm not saying don't use sticky notes. I'm just saying for me, It became obsolete for me to have to have sticky notes all the time and then have to try to go from sticky note into my computer. Now it's just there and I can just have it. And then the fourth thing is that it flips or reverses into something else when pushed to the limit of its potential. It flips or reverses into something else. So technology flips or reverses into something else when pushed to the limit of its potential. And so when you start thinking about that, that has some ramifications that we have to plan for when we're putting technology together. I'll never forget uh, the first time that I put a, a massive website together for the sake of a technological or an educational technological use. And you know, we pushed the limits of all the different technologies that we were using to try to get things to become as user-friendly as possible. because for any of you that do this kind of work, you know that for something to be user-friendly, it's typically incredibly technical on the backside. And so we tried to do that. And, you know, we had a lot of problems. We had a lot of issues. It it became, the technology became, at some points, a hindrance, a hurdle to get over because we were pushing it to the limits of its potential. So this book, um, Campfires in Cyberspace, really was built on this framework from Marshall McLuhan, which, which said that Every artifact, every technological artifact, whether physical or conceptual, does four things. Number one, it creates something new through enlargement or enhancement. Number two, it obsoletes something used prior to the new technology. Number three, it relieves or rekindles something from the past. And number four, it flips or reverses into something else when pushed to the limits of its potential. So I just want to leave that with you today. I'm, next time we get together, I'm going to push this a little farther. I'm going to talk a little bit more about how David Thornburg took this this Tetrad and he applied it to web-based technology and education and how he began to, to see how where some of the push points were, where some of the friction points were, where some of the enlargement points were. And he, was, he started to kind of put together this idea of... Not only how this could be pushed into an educational environment and how technology was going to impact that, but also what the new needs were going to be, which really kind of speaks to this ch- this number four, where it reverses into something else. What the new human needs are going to be, and how those human needs are actually the same as they've always been, but they're going to have to be um, they're not going to have to be mitigated and, and dealt with in a different way so thanks for being a part of this today i hope this gave you some things to uh to think about uh check out the uh we have a new we have a new thing going on with uh, our 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 podcast now uh we're using fireflies.ai to uh to take notes and so they're not perfect, but at least you can have the transcripts from all that we talk about today. And um, so be sure to check that out. Be sure be sure to send this to your friends. And uh, if you're not a part of our mailing list, uh, please be looking for that on LinkedIn. Uh, we'll, we'll be sending that out and join our mailing list so that you can get uh, all the great resources that we're gonna start sending out here. We're, we're putting together a new website. We got a lot going on and we're trying to launch as quickly as we can. And so thanks for your patience. Thanks for being a part of the virtual podcast. And I look forward to talking to you next time right here with Dr. Tim Stafford. Thanks a lot. See you later.